everybody gather near the doctors in the house. So lend them your ear. The things he could say might even make your day. He might even help your pain go away. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. I'm sure he can tell you just what to do. The doctor is in the house. The know what's bothering you. The doctor is in the house. If you have a pain, call a doctor. If you have a sprain, call a doctor. Let the doctor know what you're going through. Let him tell you what's good for you. Because the doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Call the doctor. 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 Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dr. Ron, host of Dr. Ron on Center. Today we're bringing you Dr. William Wong. Myself and Dr. Jerry Smith will interview Dr. Wong and have some fun talking about what is essential to have good sexual function in both men and women. We will talk about testosterone. What supplements do you need? How to have an an active sex life? And more with Dr. Wang, who is well-known and has some of the best supplements in the industry. At the stating that this program contains general medical information, the medical information heard on this program is not advice and should not be treated as such. The information is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. You should never delay seeking medical advice, disregard medical advice, or discontinue medical treatment because of information heard on this program. You're encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition for treatment with your physician. So thank you for putting up with that. Uh, I just want to introduce the program today by reminding you that last week we talked about a town in Italy, Acciaroli, where more than 10% of the population lives to be 100. And remember, I told you that they have low levels of adrenal, they have adrenal hormones today. They have good circulation. But remember also that it was stated that sexual activity among the elderly appears to be rampant. Maybe living long has something to do with that. So this topic today is very apropos. Uh, and remember, ladies and gentlemen, life is too short for drama or petty things. So laugh hard. Love truly, forgive quickly, live while you are alive, forgive now those who made you cry, you might not get a second time. With that, ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce Dr. Jerry Smith, freshly back from Ontario, Canada. Dr. Thank Jerry. you. Yeah, and, and as apropos, they always say, once a king, always a king, but once a night's enough. <laughs> <laughs> With that, let's introduce Dr. William Wong. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, 
I, I, I don't have enough time, and I don't want to take time in the program to, to tell you all this man's accomplishments. But he's a naturopathic physician. He's a Ph.D. Uh, and Dr. Wong, you're there. Why don't you tell our audience something about your, uh, your history? Oh, gosh. I labored uh, in oh. obscurity for about 20, well, I guess, 20-plus years as a naturopath, coming up with all sorts of really wacky stuff that even naturopaths thought was, was, was you know, really nuts. Uh, turned out that all of it worked, but I couldn't get any of it I, out to the general public. Then I, I met the gal of my dreams, who also turned out to be a business genius, and she started coming up with ideas on how to get all the things that I had come up with, invented, discovered, whatever, out to the general public, and that's what we do. Uh, as, as a naturopath, uh, I basically worked with sports medicine and then went into uh, general rehabilitation. My, my Ph.D. is in exercise physiology, and I applied the same principles that I had done with athletes from, from peewee to uh, pro football to Olympic level to rehabilitating uh, uh, seniors with uh, uh, knee, knee replacements. So it, uh, same principles, different in intensity, and, and the same nutritional healing and the same exercises and stuff. Uh, so I, I came up with a rather comprehensive way. Also discovered that all of the programs that, that folks had developed to rehab lower backs were developed by people who never had a backache. <laughs> so <laughs> all these... Uh, all, all, all these things I can't take full credit for. No one would ever know about them. You guys wouldn't be talking to me now without my wife. Excellent. Well, um, thank, thank you, Mrs. Wong. <laughs> so, so, Dr. Wong, uh, you know, we were going to, I think what the hook was today when people saw the our advertisement was uh, talking about the essentials for, for sex. And, you know, just, just to, on the male side, we know that uh, research findings suggest that sooner or later all men get testosterone deficient. The age-related decline in testosterone secretion starts early between the ages of 25 to 36. That is incredible. Yeah, there's a, re there's a reason why Guyton tells us that old age begins at 27. Uh, and that's one. Is there another reason? Uh, well, uh, yes, actually. <clears throat> the uh, uh, between 25 and 27 is when our pancreas de de decreases the 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 uh, excretion of uh, proteolytic hormones. Uh, excuse me, proteolytic enzymes. So the decline in, in 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 hormones happens at the exact same time as the decline in, in enzyme production. Well, well, and that and that's. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a, is a program you want to listen to on systemic enzymes two weeks ago. Uh, so if this is 281, that would be program 279. Well, testosterone deficiency is, is, starts early. I think it's misdiagnosed most of the time by allopathic physicians because Absolutely. they're going by what they think is normal, and this quote-unquote normal is not normal. Right. And, and I had a, a – just, just, just for numbers purposes – you lose 115,000 lytic cells per year, 300 lytic cells net loss per day, 15 per hour, 
and won just listening to this first five minutes. You lost the light itself. <laughs> so we're all in trouble. It's so sad. Oh my God. <laughs> it is sad. Uh, so you know what? Let's let's just jump into it, and then we'll we'll go from there. I I I, I uh, want to talk about some tests, maybe the testosterone, the free testosterone, the serum binding globulin. What maybe our some of our listeners might want to get. Uh, but why don't you start it off from your perspective of uh, what you know? What do you need as building blocks beside drugs now, and or in addition to drugs, to 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 have a, a well functioning sexual uh, life? Well, first, let me make the observation that while most of the folks in naturopathic and alternative medicine say that we could live 120 years, we could live a you know. Ec- ec- X number of years that that and and there are documented cases of guys in China and India living through three centuries to two hundred and change. Uh, we basically have a built-in mechanism for obsolescence. If I had to make the observation, I would say that we have a, we make a finite amount of testosterone in our lifetime. As as you say, we have the death of all of these cells starting in twenty-five. So we're meant to be here for a while, we're meant to reproduce, we're meant to replicate ourselves, and then we're meant to get the hell off the planet. So, you know, while we may not want to comply with that, that's the way we're designed at present. That may change one day with folks monkeying around with with DNA, but right now, that's the way it is. So... What we need to do is make sure, number one, that we don't throw in anything early in our lives to make it even worse, and that we, 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 we do the things throughout our lives starting at a young age to make sure that we can maintain high levels of performance well into middle age and our senior years. You know, I used to call it old age until I became a senior. Now, it, now it's <laughs> senior years. Now it's young. To me, 120 is old. <laughs> yeah. my, my friends, when I was back in my teens and, and, and early to mid-20s, thought I was absolutely raving nuts because I was already experimenting with herbal aphrodisiacs and, and herbal testosterone builders and herbal this and herbal that. And they, they what do you need that for? Oh, well, you know, yeah, this works and this works, but wow, if I take this, it's even better. You know, uh, they, they, they just didn't get it. And the point here is we should start as young as we possibly can to maintain ourselves, not just through exercise, but physiologically, to support the tissues. What happens if we can make the lytic cells live longer? What happens if we can if we can maintain our, our capacity to make luteinizing hormone longer, then we'll have a longer sex life. We'll have a longer period of making testosterone. And since testosterone is the hormone that keeps men and women young, estrogen is the hormone that brings us into inflammation, fibrosis, and death, we, it, it, it behooves us to maintain as high a level of testosterone within the physiologic norms as possible throughout our lives so that we are as young and as healthy and as strong and as able as we can possibly be throughout that time. 
Absolutely. And uh, well, I, yeah, so, I just wanted to throw in one of the problems I find, uh, Doctor Wong, is low thyroid. I mean, oh gosh, yes. I was nailed as a baby. They used radiation on me to shrink my thymus gland. They destroyed part of my thyroid, so I'm really clued into this thing. But darn hypothyroidism, you know, the chlorine, the fluoride, the bromide, the mercury, it's all suppressing it, plus the damn diets and refined foods. Yes. So you were behind the eight ball just from the, those general factors. Exactly. When it comes to thyroid, low normal ain't normal, and even normal maybe. May, may, may be low if you're looking at normal for your age instead of normal for an 18-year-old. There's, there's one fellow, I forget, he's one of the great granddaddies of the anti-aging movement, and, and I apologize to him for not remembering his name, said that everyone over 40, 45, 50 needs to be on thyroxin, period. It just as, as, as one of the foundational things for an anti-aging program. Since the thyroid has no ribosomes, we can't make it regenerate. We can't make it grow unless probably one of the new stem cells therapies can, can probably do it. But up to now, we haven't been able to do it. So we, we have to replace the thyroxin. Some folks try to do that by, by supercharging, uh, uh, by taking a, 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 like, like 15 grams of Lugol solution a day. Mm. My warning to those folks is that they're, if they've got an engine with eight cylinders and two cylinders aren't working, but they rev up the remaining six to the point where it'll do the work of eight. How long will that engine last? We so, need Lucas uh, preservative. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> so if if we if 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 we take this 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 one anti-aging doc's advice, and when a patient's forty, forty-five, fifty, we start them on. A grain or two of of armor, or you know, 50 milligrams of, of, of levothyroxine. Honestly, I like the synthroid better, but that, you know, the, I, I I I get lots of flack on that. But 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 still, re- regardless, if we take an anti-aging patient and we we, we we bring up their thyroxine, all of a sudden they're peppier, they're sharper, their brains work better, they're losing weight, and they feel better. Holy cow! We've just taken away half of the symptoms of old age. All right. So, if, but I, let me just make one. Uh, Levothyroxin is micrograms. So, uh, ladies yes. and gentlemen, don't take milligrams. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes. I'm Please. sorry. Yes. <laughs> well, they can me. levitate then, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you take 100 milli, mm, milligrams of of synthroid, you'll you'll probably be flying through the, the through the roof if you're running marathons. Yeah, just 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 from the medical side. Well, 100 micrograms of the synthroid is equal to one grain, or 65 yes. milligrams of the armor, yes. or nature throid, or any other natural prepar- yeah. preparations. But I well, think yeah, I Dr. think that's Wong, all, yeah, I just wanted to just foundation. throw in two cents worth here. A lot of dental problems create hypothyroid situations, Gosh, and yes. and the doctors and the dentists. Most of them don't have a clue about it. I mean, uh, periodontitis, you know, gum infections, uh, toxic root canal teeth, uh, post-extraction sites like wisdom teeth or other teeth that have removed that still have infections in the jawbone. The, the lymphatic system in the mouth drains that, all that into the darn thyroid, mm. and, it's not, and they're not dealing with that issue. We, you know, of, 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 
everywhere that that alternative and natural medicine has advanced, I think dentistry is one of the last places it's gotten to. Sure That's because they're brain dead from the thi- from the uh, fluoride <laughs> and, and and the mercury <laughs> and the mercury <laughs> the mercury right. <laughs> This might be a good time to remind our listeners about Mercury. We had a marvelous uh, specialist on Mercury, on the, and, and she said, when you put your cell phone up to your ear, you open up the blood-brain barrier to Mercury. So, ladies and oh, gentlemen, God. please be reminded of that. Okay, so... Is that why I'm constantly right, losing we, my cell phone? It's Freudian, right? Huh? I'm, I'm constantly <laughs> losing my cell phone, so it must be Freudian. <laughs> yeah, I, it could be right. <laughs> all right, so all right, so we have a, a, a basis maybe for having you know uh, thyroid issues and testosterone issues, and and these testosterone issues. I just want to remind our audience that you know they start early at age thirty, at least maybe thirty, and and they, uh, my opinion is, and we'll see what Dr. Wong says. They probably should be treated before you get actual disease, before you get the actual symptoms, which could be somatic. They could be physical symptoms or mental symptoms. So why don't, why don't we go from there, Dr. Wong? Sure. You know, uh, the late strength coach, Dr. Uh, uh, Charles Polkman, who just passed on about two, two, three weeks ago, after working with thousands of Olympians, after working with probably tens of thousands of of high-level athletes in his time, made a statement. He said, 31 is the new 50. And Mm. I tend to agree. If you think back to your great-grandfather, the statistics tell us, actually, the Army records tell us, average height in World War II, the average uniform size, was for a fellow who was 6 to 6'2", average about 160 to 180 pounds of body weight, Got to figure most of these kids were about, what, 18, 19? Uh, And then the Great Depression happened, and then all of a sudden we got puny because the average uniform size in World War II, uh, did I say say World World War II initially? World War I, the average uniform size was 6 foot to 6 2. Okay, in World War II, after the Great Depression, uh, what history books don't tell us is that there was such mass starvation in the U.S. that about 7.5 million people died of famine. Uh, but the uniform size went to 5'5 five, five to 5'8. Five, and the average weight was about 120 to, to 130. Think of the massive loss of body size, body mass, and strength between World War One and World War Two. We recovered a bit, the stats tell us, somewhere around Vietnam. Average size was about 5'8", maybe a little bit taller. Average weight was, was uh, I think, 140, 150. Uh, so the strongest Americans have ever been was right around 1900. Since then, we've had a number of challenges that have weakened us, decreased our bone density, decreased our muscle mass, and probably decreased our IQ. Uh, average American IQ in 1960 when JFK was elected was 110. Average American IQ now is 90. So we've, 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 we've had 
many, many challenges, some of them of our own making, some of them not. We have to take these things into consideration when we formulate a plan for anti-aging, when we formulate a plan to maintain ourselves. The, uh, the World War I generation, uh, a friend of mine was uh, the youngest flight surgeon in the Luftwaffe in World War II. He was a, a, a physician tw- twice over. He went to Max Planck, got, got his, uh, his MD degree there. Then he went to University of Borzano, got another MD degree there when, mm. when he was serving with the Italians in the Second World War. But he, he told me that his, his father had sexual abilities straight into his 70s without any help, without whatever. He, he could make young girls scream, blah, blah, blah. That seems to have been common back then. I knew a bunch of World War I vets that I, I, I just used to hang around because I loved hearing their stories. And that seems to have been common back then. Somewhere after the Great Depression, we started aging faster. So that by 50, lots of guys couldn't do it. We have to take that decline into consideration. So now we get to the point where, as you brought up, our lytic cells start dying off about 25. Okay, what can we do herbally to keep that from happening? And this is where all of the ancient Chinese rejuvenation herbs come in. The ginseng, the fotiting, the, 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 the polygonati multiflorum, the ashwagandha. All of the traditional herbs in both Chinese medicine and Indian Ayurvedic medicine to maintain youth and to maintain strength are the ones that we should apply early on in life, in our 20s, in our, th- in our early 30s. And then we need to go for stronger stuff and combinations of stuff starting with 35 on. And then from about 45 on, we're going to have to, to, to start throwing in some meds as well because the decline, if you haven't, for the folks who haven't taken care of themselves, the decline will be such in certain areas that it, it won't be reversible. Okay. Well, you know, it was so, interesting you mentioned about the IQ dropping around uh, in the 60s when JFK was in uh, power. Didn't, wasn't that the period they took the iodine out of the bread and all? I, uh, probably, yes. Yeah. I you know, think uh, the uh, iodine and, and more know, fluoride. They put bromine in. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I'm, I'm a iodine supplementation. And, and uh, while I criticize the folks who were on uh, 15 grams of of Lugol a day, I recognize the fact that we, we need to throw in the stuff to make thyroxin, or else we just don't make it, or we have a decline in its making. We don't want to have to drag the stuff out of our mineral base, our own mineral base, to, to, to make thyroxin. We need to supply it from the outside so that we don't drag ourselves down into mineral decline. But, uh, you know, some of the unhealthiest people You'll ever see. I knew a, 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 a old-timey doc named named Davis. Uh, this fellow had graduated med school somewhere in 1920s or the 1930s. His first wife had ten kids. She had so severe mineral de- decline with each child that she basically died early. He said, "I killed her <laughs> because he yeah. gave her ten kids, and he just basically wore her out." Uh, we we see that that mineral decline in our structure over time in the present in folks who who just just have a lousy diet 
their bodies are, are constantly having to scavenge from their own skeletons tain the our our our, our, our mineral f- physiology. Now, here's here's a good point. Uh, since uh, the advent of the uh, of the low cholesterol diet, one of the things that's brought on the epidemic of dementia is that we don't have the saturated fats to make hormones. So, what's the largest store of saturated fat in the body? It's your brain. brain. Yeah. yeah. So your body will suck the saturated fat out of your brain to make your hormones to keep you alive and keep you going, but it'll shrink your brain. So the bottom line is you get an erection, but you don't know what to do with it. <laughs> Where's it go? Oh, gosh. You just reminded me of a story of a derelict I saw on the Bowery that I don't want to repeat. Okay. <laughs> All right. So before we get on to the to, to, to the essentials of the of the that you need for good sexual function, I, I want to I want to tell a story too. I had a patient before I retired, uh, came in for his consultation after his testing was done, and he uh, he said, "Look, doc, you you're, you did all the tests. Am I going to live to make it to be ninety? And I said, "Well, uh, do you drink?" He said, "No." I said, uh, "Do you party?" He said, "No." I said, "Do you eat good meat?" He said, "No." I said, do you use drugs? He said, no. I said, why do you want to live to be 90? So let's give our listeners a reason to live to be 90, 100, or 120, as Dr. Jaffe says. Dr. Jaffe says he wants to be 120 and dances his 120th birthday party. So how, how, are, how are our listeners out there men and women are going to, going to stay young sexually? Well, there are four essentials for having a, a, a sex life. When Viagra came out, everyone thought it was just Viagra. It ain't just Viagra. When the testosterone craze started back in the 1990s with Dr. Shippen's book, The Testosterone Syndrome, thank God for him and thank God for his book, uh, then you know everyone thought it was just testosterone, but it's actually four different things. Testosterone gives us sexual ability and desire. Then we have dopamine, which gives us real desire, like lust in our heart kind of desire. And we have uh, nitric oxide, which we need for erections. But as we get older, over 50, we make a ton of PDE5, which is a little hormone that loves to eat nitric nitric oxide. Now imagine... The average life, the average half-life of nitric oxide is like three seconds. With this hormone, it's less than that. Well, excuse me, with this enzyme, the PDE5, it's less than that. What if we could put in something that stops the production of PDE5? And what if that something could increase the, the lifespan, the half-life of nitric oxide from three seconds to three minutes? So, we need the testosterone, we need the dopamine, we need the nitric oxide, and we need the PDE5 inhibitors in a good balance to have, oh, and then we need fitness, because if, 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 if you don't have good lower back and abdominal muscles, you can't do the rocking movement to have, to have sex, you've got to depend on the gal to do all the work. No, you do so, it on the waterbed, you get the motion. <laughs> <laughs> Tried that once back in the 70s, I got seasick. <laughs> now the wave just kept on coming up and breaking my rhythm. 
<laughs> now, wait a minute. You mentioned dopamine. Isn't that uh, what you try and stimulate in Parkinson patients? Yes, exactly. So yep. what, um, does that, what, what does that do to their sex life? Uh, gives you desire. Dopamine okay. is the hormone of, of desire. When one, of the, one of the things, and, and, and docs used to think I was crazy. When I told people who asked me questions about sexual stuff, when I sent them out for dopamine tests, you know, it, it, the whole big rigmarole back then, you, you used to have to do it from a uh, 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 urine catecholamine. I think there are now tests where there are, there are blood tests for, for dopamine, and that's, that's, that's great. It makes it easier. <clears throat> but, you know, the, the, everyone used, used to ask, why dopamine? We can put in a, a high physiologic norm of testosterone in a patient. Let's say we have a patient, he's in his, he's in his mid Mid fifties, uh, all it's doing is hanging down at six thirty and passing water. It isn't doing anything else. He's not waking up with an erection in the morning, which means he's making no tea at all. So, we we increase his his testosterone level. Let's say uh, free free tea is up at the same level as an eighteen twenty year old. Then we give him the Viagra, we give him or or we give him the Cialis. Then we give him the arginine or the trimethylglycine or the dimethylglycine or whatever amino acids to make nitric oxide. And yeah, he's got, now he's got the erection. Now he's got the strength and ability, but he's still not really super horny. It's the dopamine that makes us super horny. And, you know, I had an idea years ago and I never followed up on it. One of the reasons why men get addicted to porn is because it's a fast release of two things, testosterone and dopamine. If the porn is exciting enough for you to watch, then your body will be stimulated to make testosterone and dopamine. And I wondered if we could take Parkinson's patients and find some really raunchy porn for them to watch, if we could <laughs> improve their, their, their levels of, 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 of dopamine production at least temp- temporarily. I never followed up on that idea. Hmm. Uh, but, you know, it, 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 <laughs> How you, about the use you need of, the uh, dopamine for desire. Yeah, the, the phenylalanine as a precursor for dopamine. You know, we, it, we, we need to put in the amino acids. Uh, dopamine is based on tyrosine. It's antagonist, which is uh, 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 serotonin. It, no, excuse me, pro- prolactin and serotonin are both based on, on uh, 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 tryptophan. So we, uh, first of all, we need to put in the tyrosine. We need to put in the copper, because copper works. Copper and vitamin C interacts with the, with the, with, with the tyrosine and the amino, the amino acids to make dopamine. But the tyrosine is super important. I knew a, 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 a biochemist who had his, his own uh, supplement company. Uh, he closed down in 2010, Dr. Dr. Dews. And Dr. Dews had this really nifty formula that he never let anyone know. He carried it around on one of those memory sticks in his pocket or around his neck. He, he, he never printed it out. He never put it on his computer. But he would make it, and he would have it made. And it was a, a tyramine, uh, an amino acid, vitamin C, and something else. And for those folks who were low on all the stuff used to make dopamine, it would be a godsend. They'd take one or two capsules in the morning and they'd be flying throughout the rest of the day. 
we need to put in the, the building blocks of what we're looking to make in order to be able to make it, just like we need to put in the, 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 uh, the, the bad cholesterol to make the testosterone. We need to put in the, the, the uh, tyrosine and, and the vitamin C and the copper. And I, I actually don't like copper. If you read Dr. Larry Wilson's work, uh, Larry Wilson was a U.S. Uh, health department doc who actually quit his job because he ran into all the files they were trying to keep secret from, from the real reason why fluoride is put in the water for, for mind control, from the real reason why this was done and why that was done. And he just couldn't take it anymore, and he quit. He's since been a, a natural pra- practitioner in northern Arizona. He's got a book that you can download from the Internet called Copper Toxicity Syndrome, and I highly recommend it to everyone. Uh, it's how copper builds up in the brain. It's antagonist to zinc. We don't need enough zinc, so we can't chelate out the copper. So I'm very careful about telling folks to supplement copper, but copper is necessary for both making of, 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 of the dopamine and for making of the serotonin. Okay, so the, we, we have, what, five things, testosterone, dopamine, nitric oxide, uh, the PD5 inhibitors, inhibitors and, and, and exercise for fitness. Yep. Um, so are, are, are there, a, is there a program to, to, to increase the, the so testosterone? Is there other, other than pharmaceuticals to increase, to increase testosterone to start with? Well, you know, again, we get back to a point that, that, uh, we spoke of in our last show, 50% of the men who've gone into, uh, andropause, go into andropause because they stop making luteinizing hormone in their pituitaries. The luteinizing hormone is what tells the, the testicles to start making testosterone. And then 50% of men go into a testicular failure. So for the guys who stop making luteinizing hormone, we can put in the herbs, including the herbs like ashwagandha that has its own luteinizing hormone, and that helps make dopamine, and then we can put in the mucanopapurins that really makes dopamine and even has dopamine in it, we, that, then we, we put in the herbs like the maca. We put in the, 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 uh, 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 the medium-chain triglycerides, and we can make testosterone f- from all that successfully. In other words, we can, we can circumvent the luteinizing hormone not being produced by the, by the pituitary by throwing in the luteinizing hormone, and the testicles just take all the building blocks and make testosterone. In the guys who've gone into testicular failure, we can do that all day long and nothing's going to happen. They already have a fairly high level. If you tested the luteinizing hormone, they've got a ton of luteinizing hormone floating around because the pituitary is trying to kickstart the testicles, but the testicles ain't lifting. Factories shut hmm. down, ain't nothing coming out of there anymore. So for those guys, they absolutely have to go the medical route. Okay, so so if uh, starting, say, 30, 35, you could go the herbal route, right? Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yep. And and somewhere between 45 and 50 for half the male population, that will begin to wane. Oh, so then at at some point in time, they may have to go to a pharmaceutical? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Half half the guys will, yes. Okay. 
All right, so that, that covers somewhat about testosterone, but you, we need the dopamine. So the dopamine, this desire to, to have sex and so forth. Mucanopurin. Uh, Pardon me? Okay. is an herb that, that is, is, is 20% L-dopa. Wow. And in, in, in India, it's actually used with, with, with Parkinson's patients in natural medicine, in naturopathic here. It, it, it's used with, 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 with Parkinson's patients. I should and, have known uh, that name. I, I sent you an article on it. Yeah. So the Mukana, Makuna, however you want to pronounce it, uh, the, that is, is our, our natural source of dopamine. Uh, and for most of the guys who aren't Parkinson's patients, that will work. Now, uh, there's a, uh, oh gosh, not Gary Gordon. Uh, what's the doc's? I'm, I'm trying to think of a doc's name. Oh, Ward Dean. Ward Dean is, is, uh-huh. is a, I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're oh, good, okay. Dr. Dean. Yeah, Ward Dean is, is one of the great granddaddies of the anti-aging movement. And, and, uh, he talks about he and and uh, a, a doctor, uh, uh, I think Mortimer, talk about using uh, bromocryptine, parladel, and saligaline, uh, depronel, uh, which are anti-Parkinson's meds, using them in anti-aging for both brain boosting, increasing longevity because the saligaline uh, uh, appears to in, increase longevity, and also for for helping the uh, the body produce more dopamine on its own. Okay, so just, just to keep it simple, uh, herbal treatments prior to 50, 60 years of age for testosterone, then you probably, uh, depending on your testing, your symptoms, and so forth, then have to go to testosterone. Uh, you can supplement to increase your dopamine. The nitric oxide um uh, can be uh, can be stimulated how? We take amino acids. Uh, okay. Uh, you know, uh, uh, arginine is the most common. I stopped making an arginine supplement because the arginine supplement, the the, the raw material we used to use, has become mysteriously unavailable in the U.S. My suspicion is that it worked too well, so FDA kind of stomped on it. Hmm. So I went to my old formula, which is what I wanted to build initially. Uh, before I settled for the arginine. The arginine and the trimethylglycine worked fantastically to make nitric oxide. The new formula, which is what I wanted to do 30 years ago, initially I wanted to make it out of dimethylglycine and trimethylglycine. The dimethylglycine back then was so expensive, the only folks making it were Da Vinci Labs, and each tablet was, I forget how many bucks a tablet. The, the, the dimethylglycine has now become a, a affordable as a raw material, so that I don't have to pass on a huge bill to anyone trying to buy our nitric oxide-making supplement. We should have that one out, uh, I think, by the end of... Uh, I was supposed to have it out now. We should have it out by the end of next month, so by the end of November. Uh, and dimethylglycine is the cat's meow. It is the atomic bomb. It is the whatever of making nitric oxide. Okay, more so than citrulline? Citrulline can't touch it. Okay. Actually, the action of citrulline, and I used to endorse the citrulline 20 years ago. Citrulline can't come close to arginine ethyl ester. 
And arginine ethyl ester can't come close to dimethylglycine. Arginine ethyl ester is on par with trimethylglycine. But citrulline wow. is, is, is like, 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 like way down there. Now, let me, let me tell you the reason why uh, supplement companies like citrulline. It is a super cheap as shit raw material that they can hype up to no end and make a really great profit out of selling the crap. And if you're, if you're 25, 30, it'll work. It'll work. Yeah, it'll work great. If you're a little older than 35, it might not work so well. If you're older than 40, it might not work at all. It works for some guys. It doesn't for others. The dimethylglycine, the trimethylglycine work for everyone. The arginine ethyl ester works for just about everyone. All right. And there's two things that I've heard you talk about before, and then I, I know Dr. Smith has some questions for you. Zinc and magnesium. Where, how do they fit into this program? You, uh, they are cofactors for making every hormone, from 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 uh, insulin to to testosterone. You cannot make a hormone without without zinc and without magnesium. Also, the prostate is the most zinc-rich organ in the body. Each ejaculation, we lose 15 to 30 milligrams of zinc, which is equal to the RDA. So, how many uh, how many orgasms have you had how many ejaculations have you put out how much zinc have you lost to the point where uh it was i I think dr kurt donsbach who first said that all prostate and and zinc swelling starts off as a excuse me all prostate swelling starts off as a zinc and vitamin e deficiency and before he did anything about the estrogen he would take care of the zinc and the and the E. Now, these days we have to be really careful because most vitamin E is, is made from soy and it still has uh, estrogen in it. The only company that absolutely for sure has a, a, a de-estrogenated vitamin E is the AC Grace Company. I think they're in Sugarland, Texas. Okay. So, all right. So, in addition to everything else, a, a good a supplement of the mineral zinc and magnesium. Yes. And... And one thing you did not mention is HCG. Human chorionic gonadotropin. I, you know, I like that stuff, especially for guys. Here, let me give you a, a for instance, without without mentioning Arnold's name. I, I won't mention his. I, I won't mention his name at all, so that, so that you, you won't know who I'm talking about. You, you just won the Mr. Olympia oh so many times. You've been on Royd since since. Since you were, since you first won the Mr. Universe Amateur in 1968, but now you've retired. You're about to marry into the Kennedy family, and you want to start having kids. You need to get your testicles, which had shrunk throughout time, and and Arthur Jones measured the shrinkage in the testicles while uh, he was training at at the the Nautilus Center in in Deland, Florida. And I, I I just can't picture. You know, Ellington Darden talks about this, but I, I just can't picture taking a micrometer to this guy's balls to see how much they can make every <laughs> But uh, he, was, he was, now, the therapeutic dose for Dianabol is one tablet QID, one, so one, one five-milligram tablet four times a day. He was doing 12 to 25, wow. plus other stuff. They hadn't started stacking. They, had, they hadn't got, gotten really sophisticated in, in anabolic steroid use back in the early 70s when this was going on. But, you know, 12 to 25 dianabol a day, 
That's, that's, that's how many times the therapeutic dose. So you, you can imagine he had a lot of t- testicular atrophy from that. Okay, so he finds a really great doc in California who's been managing pro athletes, pro football players, bodybuilders, and Olympic athletes with, with, with hormones forever. That's all this guy does. And he starts them on the HCG every other day. Or he gives him one huge dose along with, uh, oh, what's that other, uh, it's uh, the, the menopause hormone, uh, once a week. And the testicles grow back, go, grow back to full size. Mm. And he's got three kids. And, and he made another one with a Mexican housekeeper. <laughs> so four kids. <laughs> at, least, at least that we know of. So it started working again. It came back. Dr. Shippen, who, who wrote the, the, the uh, uh, testosterone syndrome, early on proposed the use of, of human chorionic gonadotropin uh, once every other day or once every day to stimulate our own production of testosterone. That didn't quite work out. I don't know why. I, I haven't seen the studies as, as to why. My thinking is he got very little patient compliance. Because giving yourself a shot every day is kind of a pain in the ass. Uh, so, you know, uh, the, 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 that's my only experience with HTG. Okay. Well, one one other drug I want to just throw in here. Uh, any experience with uh, Clomifid or Clomid? The, no. Uh, none at all. Supposed to increase uh, luteinizing hormone and the, uh, whatever. Okay, well... That's for uh, I know some of our our listeners have asked about that, and i I'm not that familiar with it myself, although I know people have taken it to increase their testosterone levels. Cool. Uh, it's an estrogen blocking hormone. Okay, Dr. Jerry. Yes, mm-hmm. sir. Um, what's interesting, <clears throat> I, I was spending about two hundred and fifty dollars a month from my compounding pharmacist with the his little formula for the, uh, re, you know, replacement hormones of testosterone. Anyway, I have a very sophisticated electronic device called CyberScan, and I start cloning it. So, in other words, I would take the actual testosterone from the compounding pharmacist, import the frequency into the database, the human growth hormone, import that, and I put some procaine in there. <clears throat> anyway, and then I imprinted that mixture into MSM cream because I think MSM cream supplies methyl groups. Long story short, I had an 80-year-old patient whose testosterone was a 200, and after three months, his blood test showed 711 just by topical application. Cool. You know, so we're doing it with frequencies. That's per- that, that, that's, that, that is, is, is the perfect example of what homeopathy should be. Yeah. Yep. So I know I have a bunch of guys up in Canada that are running around looking for their neighbors. I'm only kidding. And that's one of the problems we never think about. At least I never did until I'm standing there horny as heck, first thing in the morning with a tent going, where's a woman? Ah, got to find a woman. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's really interesting. I've been playing around with the frequencies and and the cloning different things, and um, it seems to be very powerful. Uh, but I just had a couple questions on some of the key herbs like uh, tribulus. Any uh, feedback on use of that for enhancing, like, libido or your vitality, stamina? 
back in when was it? Uh, I think oh two or end oh three when I was looking to 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 create particular herbal blends, we got uh, tribulus from uh, I think two or three different raw material suppliers. Started taking it as recommended. Uh, you know, gave it out to my friends just as uh, either in in, a, in little packets of of of, of the uh, powdered herb, or we we in, encapsulated it in a little encapsulator, and we we were taking, I think at the high point, like three tablespoons of the stuff a day, and nothing happened. Now, my test group was in their 40s and 50s. Maybe it'll work for younger folks. It's supposed to work for old guys, because that's what supposedly the Malaysians and the Indonesians use for older fellows who, who, who have uh, uh, sexual problems. But we couldn't get it to work regardless of the raw material supplier, regardless of the grade, and uh, it was all stuff from Indonesia and Malaysia, so it was supposed to be the best raw material around. We couldn't get it to do anything. Probably the source maybe wasn't uh, really high quality. That's a possibility. It is a possibility. The, the the raw material suppliers were all were all telling me it was is pharmaceutical grade. I don't know. Yeah, because same thing with ginseng. Like the U.S. ginseng is like neutral. It's not even worth taking and spending the money on. You know, if you go to the Korean or the Chinese, you know, hopefully it's not filled with lead or any other chemicals or poisons. Yeah. But um, yeah, the source is really important. Um, yeah, I was just talking to someone about. Um, uh, cordyceps, and he said the best cordyceps is from China. And I just found the source to get some good stuff because uh, the others are not grown at high altitudes and don't give you the stamina and the oxygen levels that you really need. Right. Yeah. Where where an herb is cultivated is super important. Uh, maca is a great example of, of that. The highland maca from the mountains of Peru has, does everything maca is supposed to do. Maca is also grown in the Amazon lowlands in Brazil, and that maca does practically nothing. Same, it, it's a it's the same vegetable, but somehow the properties are different depending on where it's grown. What's your feeling on the use of pycnogenol to stimulate the endothelial nitric oxide synthetase? Having a senior moment, I'm sorry. Okay, no problem. <laughs> that file is not accessible. <laughs> Did it work? It's another herb, scarbrosa. It's an herb called scarbrosa. It's supposed to inhibit the uh, that uh, phosphodiesterase five. Have you had any experience with that? No, no, no. I've never. Okay. With all the stress in our high-speed living, the effect of cortisol on your hormone uh, levels? Well, you know, with most folks, the cortisol eats up your progesterone because that's what you use to make the cortisol from. If your progesterone goes down, your estrogen goes up. It means your testosterone goes down. So, you know, having high cortisol levels begs you to use supplemental progesterone. 
which most folks need anyway, guys and gals, because progesterone acts as an aromatase inhibitor, along with the other aromatase inhibitors, to, to keep testosterone from converting into estradiol or estrone. So, you know, we, we but having said that, I think that, that uh, if we take most folks, let's say I've got an adrenal exhaustion patient, and I'm thinking now of Dr. Dr. Abram Burr. If, if you've ever heard of Dr. Burr, he was the world's leading homeopath. Uh, the, 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 the guy is, was a saint. I not only worked in his office, he was, he was a patient of mine. He had Addison's and uh, lost 30 pounds. We put 15 pounds back on him with, with, with diet, exercise, and proper su- supplementation. But then he got on the cortisol kick, and he started taking an anti-cortisol herb, and he started feeling like crap. And I looked at him, and I, and I said, what are you taking that for? It's decreasing your cortisone, because that's what you make cortisone from, right? Okay, it's, it's, it's the next thing up. And he thought to him, himself, and he goes, oh, my God, I never thought about that. We get into reading about what bad cortisol is and what cortisol does, but we kind of forget that it's part of the body's primary anti-inflammatory system. And in adrenal uh, exhaustion patients, certainly in Addison's patients, we shouldn't go around lowering cortisol because we're just making the symptoms worse. We're making the whole condition worse. So that's where the adaptogenic uh, mushrooms, you know, the cordyceps, come in handy. To yeah. give that adrenals a chance to to relax and heal, calm down. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. You know, the, 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 one of the things that we did with Dr. Burr is we did something that that I was always taught was imp, imp, impossible. We did it anyway. He came out of the hospital. He was fifty six, I think he was. Uh, had lost thirty pounds. Had zero adrenal function. He was on uh, uh, hydrocortisone and a whole bunch of other meds. Using the progesterone, using uh, IGF-1, he was also using his own HGH. And what else did we do? We increased his his. Uh, we, he, he basically grew, regrew his adrenals somewhat, not all the way, but he got back to like 40, 50 percent adrenal function. Uh, and I, he 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 lasted another. Oh, so many years. He, he just passed away about about three years ago in his 70s. Well, you know, it's interesting. Standard Process has protomorphogens, and they're made from desiccated bovine, you know, glands. And supposedly the, the philosophy is provides a genetic blueprint for repairing the organs. Uh, yeah. Have you yeah. gone that route? Yeah, uh, I, think, I think we did use glandulars. Uh, mm-hmm. But, but you, you brought this up, and I know that, that you're into the Spooky 2 uh, instrument. I'm into a, 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 an instrument somewhat like that from the Earth Pulse folks. One of the things that I found that those uh, uh, pulsed electromagnetic frequency instruments do, that they restore tissue to their proper uh, DNA blueprint. I, I can swear to you that I am rebuilding my Substantia Negra, which is supposed to be impossible to do, by sleeping with that thing every single night. Uh, I can also swear to you that other things are regenerating. Now, this is just me. It's a sample of one, not a valid study. But uh, So let's say we put in the glandulars to give the body a blueprint for rebuilding. And let's say we put in the progesterone 
and the IGF-1, which in infancy, in the womb, those are the two things that cause us to grow the organs in the first place, right? Progesterone and IGF-1. And then we put in the pulsed electromagnetic frequencies to strengthen and reinforce the, let's say, the roadmap or the DNA uh, uh, blueprint. What if we did all those things and then put in a touch of testosterone because testosterone is the other hormone that helps us grow. What could we do with regenerating organs, especially organs and things that aren't supposed to be regenerative because they don't have ribosomes? We already know uh, NYU back in the 90s was was, was relinking spinal cords uh, using uh, uh, IGF-1, HGH. uh, They were injecting uh, uh, polysorbate 80, to keep the ends of the of the spinal cords from, from scarring up, uh, and, and now we we, we we see with the pulsed electromagnetic frequency uh, therapy that they're actually causing nerve trunks, which also don't have ribosomes, to regenerate. So what if we threw all this stuff together: the electronic stuff, the glandular stuff, the natural stuff, the 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 the, the, the hormone re- replacements, and threw it all together in a really well thought out blend? to help regenerate a person. How long could we live then? But not only live, how healthy could we be? We'd have no friends, though. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell, all of my friends have died out. <laughs> right. You know, just right. a, a real quick throw your curveball. We talk about the men problems, but I know women have, have serious issues also. From 35 on, most gals don't want sex. Now, That's this, what I mean. Yeah this, yeah, this is what breaks up most most marriages, the old the old saw is that marriages end because of, of financial failures. No, marriages end because the couple isn't isn't releasing dopamine. No, excuse me, isn't releasing oxytocin in each other anymore. When a woman has a baby, she has this huge release of oxytocin immediately bonds her to the child. When a couple is giving each other orgasms during sex, they're bonding each other to each other. When sex isn't had, that bond breaks down until it gets to the point where you know, the guy's still horny at 35, 40, 45, but his, his, his wife has had two or three kids. She's got high estrogen. She's got high prolactin because the hormones have never come back from having uh, postpartum depression. They, they never went back into proper balance. So the marriage breaks up because the guy goes off and has his, his, his midlife fling. He's looking for the, for, for the leggy blonde. He buys himself a sports car, and, you know, that's that. That's the end of the story. How many marriages could we save? How many relationships could 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 go on indefinitely if we helped each person in the couple to release dopamine in each other? If we helped the gal to still be horny after 35? If we, you know, just just getting rid of the of the prolactin left left over from breastfeeding would would, would immediately change her outlook, get rid of the depression. And, and, and lower her estrogen levels because high prolactin is always found with high estrogen, whether it's a, it's, it's a pituitary tumor patient or whether it's, it's a gal with, with postpartum depression. It's a shame we can't uh, can it like insure. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great, wouldn't it? Right. <laughs> and have it in a very nice container. <laughs> yeah. Make it all nice and pink and yellow and flowery and, and, and stuff. Yeah, that'd be great. All right. 
Dr. Dr. Wong, let's just try and, and just see where we've been. We've talked about testosterone deficiency, uh, which has both physical and mental components. And would you would you say that the erectile dysfunction would be at the bottom of the list or in the middle of the list or top of the list in people that are starting to have symptoms of testosterone deficiency? Probably the middle. Okay, so oh, the no. grumpy mood. Joint pain, yeah, right? Getting fat around all the that middle. Yeah. Around the middle. Yeah, you know, yeah Doctor Wong, that's what they call sperm backup. Deadly <laughs> mm-hmm. sperm buildup. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. Been there. <laughs> one, one quick question, because I know we're getting towards the end here. Um, if you take a food-based vitamin C, like from Indian gooseberry or. Uh, uh, Camu Camu fruit from South America. The copper, that it's the organic form of copper, it's tyrosinase. Would that be a problem? Uh, Dr. Wilson would be the person to ask that question of. I don't okay. know. And I think Larry, Larry used to do shows. Larry used to do, do interviews. I haven't seen him since the naturopathic convention in Phoenix in 1990. Uh, but uh, he's, he's, he's still in, 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 in Prescott, Arizona. Look him up, drop him a line, and, and, and ask him to come on. Okay, Doctor Wong, just just to finish up now. So say so we do, you know, you, you realize you need supplementation. You get adequate supplementation, uh, both plant based and uh, vitamin based, and even pharmaceutical grade. What would inhibit that from being effective? In other words, how about smoking? How about if you didn't lose weight? Uh, how about coffee? Well, you know, yeah. let's let's look. Coffee's a really interesting one. Let let let's take a look at at the largest two the two largest studies that covered coffee. The first one is the Hawaiian Men's Health Survey, started in 1973, with I think it was 9,000 men of of Japanese Hawaiian extraction. And then the second one was the Nurses Healthcare Sur- Survey. Both of those studies are still ongoing, but after uh, in 1999, the uh, initial results of the Hawaiians Men's Health Survey were 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 published, and the uh, on coffee, it was this: uh, of the non-coffee drinkers, most of them started getting dementia or Alzheimer's in their mid to late 60s. Of the coffee drinkers. Hardly any of them got dementia or Alzheimer's. The very few that did, didn't get it until their late 70s. The, the Nurses Health Survey, which was like 18 to 20,000 nurses, again, the study is still on, ongoing. The surprise there was that six to eight cups of coffee a day virtually eliminates ever getting diabetes. Mm. That, was, that just floored everybody. Um, <laughs> Also, the, the the other thing that the Hawaiian Men's Health Survey found was that the soy eaters, uh, the tofu eaters, all had shrunken brains, and those who <laughs> didn't eat soy and tofu did not have shrunken brains. Wow. Well, you, uh, Dr. Jerry doesn't drink, and I love my coffee, and we've had some programs on the benefits of non-pesticide-type coffee, so uh, you're not going to find any... Uh, Argument from the from this host, but yeah. do you think coffee well, do you have any increases your estradiol? One? Yeah. 
Um, you think? Actually, I don't know. I have okay. I, I I have looked at uh, there is a a, a, a chart on uh, Dr. Wonga U.S. in the in the Health Articles Archive called Phytoestrogen Food Sources. That chart was taken directly from a Canadian Natural Oncology Journal on the uh, uh, the estrogen uh, content of various different foods. And if I remember right, coffee was low single digits, way down at the bottom of the list. Top okay. of the list, I, wor- the worst offender was flax. I'll check check that again. I just had had a conversation with uh, Dr. Hertog, and he was he did mention that coffee would be one of the things that he would advise against in a testosterone program. That's all. Uh, we didn't get much more into that. Well, just quickly, would you recommend like the Jamaican uh, Blue Mountain versus any Peruvian coffees? Do you have any uh, special blends uh, that you like? I love the Sumatran. I love the Hawaiian Hamakua and the and the and the Hawaiian Kona coffees. You know, the the significant thing about the Hawaiian Men's Men's Health Survey, if you've ever been to Hawaii, if you've ever seen the way they 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 drink coffee, think of a 16 ounce coffee mug filled with espresso. Wow. That's about what Hawaiian coffee is, is like. It's not like North American coffee at all. The Hawaiian drink get, coffee that you can write with. I'd have to get four girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. You can take Hawaiian coffee, fill a fountain pen with it, and write with it. <laughs> all right. I can't let you go without some uh, concrete recommendations. Zymessence has a place in this program. Would you not agree? It, 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 it keeps your circulation open. All right. It, it lices away, it eats away at all the fibrin blocks in the micro and macro circulation. So if you still want to have the same amount of circulation in your in your uh, nether regions, yeah, you, you you better take the enzymes. And what other product that you are making now would fit into this program? We we actually have two products to make testosterone, and I put the, divided them into two products because the basic principle is this: whether it's it's in pharmacy or it's in a, a, a nutritional pharmacology. When you throw too much stuff in to one product, you'll never have any particular uh, ingredient there in a therapeutic level of dosing enough to cause a physiological effect. If I need 1,500 milligrams, if I need a gram and a half of a particular herb to create a particular effect, if I only got 100 milligrams, yeah, it looks good when I read the label that I've got this stuff in it, but I ain't going to do jack shit. So I had to divide it up into into two separate products. The Anti-Anescence Max and the Enkindle are meant to go together because the two products, the, each one of them has two herbs in it. They're, they are there at a therapeutic level of dosing. They are there in a dosing sufficient to cause a physiologic action. And... Uh, they're there to make both the luteinizing hormone and to give you the wherewithal, the sterols, to make the testosterone. Okay. Dr. Wong, I'm going to uh, impose upon you. I see Dr. Dan's online here. Just see what he sure. – Dr. Dan, uh, you have anything for Dr. Wong? Hello, Dr. Wong. How are you? How are you, sir? Good to talk to you. I'm still alive. Just about, but I'm but I'm alive. <laughs> good, good, good. <laughs> good. Um, uh, 
I was thinking about uh, you. You you did mention Viagra and Cialis and Levitra and so forth and so on. Um, not too much was mentioned about these. Are they really of uh, good use um, in the situations where things are not working well for you at the older ages, or are they dangerous, or how would you look upon them? You know, I actually tested it out. Uh, uh, let me preface what I'm about to say by saying that, with one exception that I can think of, all of the herbal pro-erection products that actually work, most of them don't, but all of the herbal pro-erection products have Chinese Viagra or Cialis snuck into the formula, which is why the FDA has come in and shut most of those guys out of, the, uh, out of, out of business. The one exception is Dr. Chi's SuperX. He's got an all-herbal formula that takes about four to six hours to kick in, and it works fairly well. Um, mm-hmm. what, what, what the, what the uh, uh, PDE5 inhibitors were first invented to do was to open up the circulation in, in, in the brains of Alzheimer's patients. But right. when, they, when they tested this w- with the Alzheimer's patients, guys, they all got woodies, so they, they knew they were going to make more, more money out of erections than, 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 than from Alzheimer's. But I have tested the Cialis at 50 to 100 uh, milligrams a day for extended periods with wow. no ill e- e- effects. My circulation was great. The, the, the standard dose for pulmonary hypertension is 50 milligrams a day, every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have not found any problems. Now, the Viagra, the reason for the blue vision isn't, isn't the PDE5 inhibitor. It's the blue coating on the pill. <laughs> so if you scrape it off. off. Blue, yeah, exactly. If you just scrape <laughs> off the blue coating, you won't get the blue vision. But I have yet to find any dangers from the PDE5 inhibitors. And, and like, like I said, I tried them at fairly high doses. You know, so the starting dose of, of, of uh, Cialis is 10 milligrams. Most right. guys do okay between 10 and 20. <laughs> I was taking double the pulmonary hyper, hypertension dose and no ill effects. I could, I could have sex whenever I wanted to, <laughs> but, you know, no, you said, no, no side effects. You sound like a German prisoner, you know, that you volunteered to <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly, huh? God. <laughs> All right, Dr. That's Dan. Really, yeah. Just, uh, All right. That, we that, covered, that, we that, covered a ton more uh, information than I I think a lot of our listeners absorb today. So we're going to have to come back at some point and just break it down into four or five uh, areas where they could absorb and then have an action for those four or five areas. But this was a great program, Dr. Wong. I I really appreciate your being on today. Thank you. Thank Uh, you for having me on, on board. Oh, we love you, and uh, our, our audience loves you. We have uh, great attendance when you're on, and uh, we we do repost the, these shows on Facebook and YouTube, and uh, uh, hopefully we get we get some hits on them. Uh, we just started the YouTube channel, uh, but uh, Dr. I, Jerry, I I, tell, I, I re- I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dr. Wong. Uh, oh, I tell my folks on YouTube, uh, I give them the link to your shows, uh, to, to our shows together. On, on 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 my YouTube channel. All right, thank you for that, and I'll, I'll do that too. Because like I say, I'm new to this, so I'm, I'm, I, w- I will start linking your shows and uh, some of your we- your websites uh, like uh, Zymessence and uh, 
Dr. Wong. Well, I have them down, U.S. and so forth. Thank you. Well, I just Dr. wanted to Wong share with you, Dr. Wong, I want to share with you. I just came back from uh, Markham, Ontario. I was lecturing to the World Organization for Natural Medicine, and one of the topics that I discussed with them was anti-aging, and I went through your scenario of the different age groups and what happens, the breakdown in zymescence. So hopefully I think you'll get a lot of orders for zymescence because – Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, it was my pleasure. Let me tell you, I, I, th- these people's eyeballs rolled around like a slot machine because I said <laughs> there is nothing out there that's going to solve the anti-aging problem like zymescence because – what the heck is the problem? It's fibrosis. You're, you shrivel up like a prune. If you don't take care of that, you can take all the fancy vitamins you want. Bingo. Exactly. Yes, you hit it exactly on the head. Yes, exactly. Bingo. Well, that would Thanks. call for... <laughs> Incoming. <laughs> well, Dr. Monk. Thank you, and I hope we can do this again at some point in time. I know that you, it, it takes up a lot of your time, and you're a busy person. Uh, Dr. Dan, Dr. Jerry, I think that uh, you know we had an interesting and informative show today, and uh, uh, I don't have anything else for Dr. Wong except the, uh, an attitude of gratitude and, and thanking him for his time, and I'm sure our audience has really appreciated this program. So thank you, Dr. Wong. God bless you. Very well. And, God uh, bless. We will we will have you back again. So with that, we are going to close, ladies and gentlemen. Close uh, episode number 281. Incredible uh, that we've been here. Dr. Dan, thanks for getting on here today. I know uh, you had a fight to do that. And You're Dr. Welcome. Jerry, thank you. I will uh, we'll be talking. Okay, everybody. Ciao. Ciao. Whatever there, Chief. God bless, folks. God bless you. Hey, ladies and gentlemen. You've been listening to Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored here on Block Talk Radio. Episode 281, now in the can with Dr. William Wong and the four things necessary for sexual function. Hope to see you next week. We'll be talking about CBD, cannabinoids, and how to reset your endocannabinoid system. Ciao. I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's premier home purchase lender. We've created a new way to protect you from unpredictable interest rates. Our exclusive Rate Shield approval. First, we lock your interest rate for up to 90 days. Then, if rates go up, your rate stays locked. But if rates go down, your rate drops. Either way, you win. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Racial approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply. I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's premier home purchase lender. We've created a new way to protect you from unpredictable interest rates. Our exclusive Rate Shield approval. First, we lock your interest rate for up to 90 days. Then, if rates go up, your rate stays locked. But if rates go down, your rate drops. Either way, you win. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Racial approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply.